Oh, shoot. Love you guys. Good morning. Good morning, okay, and 706, Justin Kazepis. Bill is on the sticks today. Happy Wednesday Day. Can I add the day at the end of Wednesday? Is that okay? All right, we'll do that today. Now, you're listening to Good Morning, okay, and 844-STUDIO-4 if you want to be part of the conversation. You're always welcome to join us. Who knows what we're going to just start shouting randomly throughout the day. You just don't know. Indicted! It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll just have a good time this morning. We're excited. We've got a pretty long list to, to talk about. Got a guest in the studio today, too. Wasn't expecting it. Found him just hanging out outside. He said, hey, I want to talk to you. I said, okay, all right, well, let's let's just chat. So we'll find out who this guy is. I don't even I don't even know. Uh, 715, we've got Town of Cornelius calling in, talking about the All-American Dog Show this weekend. WSIC will be there. Confirmed. Ben Daniels, our senior director of sensory. I've required him to enter his pooch into the competition. It's what, the, the best spots? Is that the one that he's going to enter into, Bill? Yeah, I think it's best spots. Best spots. He put out a reel yesterday on Instagram, basically declaring victory early. Yeah. And, and Oliver's it, strong. He's strong competition. That's right. Uh, I think he'll win. I don't know any other dog yeah. in the competition besides Oliver right now. Right. But I'll go ahead and say he'll win. He's the odds-on favorite. That's right. Yes. And then we've got, who else do we have? We've got Bill Russell, president of the Lake Norman Chamber, calling in at 8.15 today. We're going to chat with him a little bit. Jason Drum, Drum Landscape Supply. It is Wednesday, so we need to get a look at our green thumb. What is going on? This is how you beat your neighbor. This is how you do it for your lawn. When springtime comes, I want my neighbor coming out and being so jealous of my green grass. The way I can do it, I prep in the fall. You fail to plan, you plan to fail. It's not a competition. It's not a competition. It's a competition. It's a competition. It's a competition. It always is. And uh, I I think I want to give away some tickets today at some point. You know, we've got like tickets. This. We've like got this. tickets to the Roval race coming back to Charlotte Motor, Motor Speedway. We need to give some away. Let's. We need to give some love to the people. That's what we need to do today. Uh, probably going to talk about education at some point. Likely comes up every day, given the fact we do the word of the day every day, where Bill gives me a word and I've got to guess the definition. We get some context clues, but we're about raising the bar around here. That's what we try to do, uh, though not always successful. Not going to lie to you, sometimes I feel like I lower the standard. I've said that before. This is how I manage expectations. I put the bar really low. That's how I win. I put the bar lower than anybody else just so that way I can jump over it. I'm not much of a limbo guy. I don't like going under the bar. I like going over the bar. Self-awareness. I like that. Well, it's a party move. If you think about it, like if everyone's going under the bar at the party, jump over it. That is impressive. That is impressive. I saw something on X, Twitter. I right. saw, uh, I, I think it was like Venezuelan canal vaulting is what I watched the other day. Did I send you that clip? I don't know. It you was just me a, a lot of clips. Full-fledged <laughs> running start, hop on the rod, and yeah. just fly over the canal. That's how I feel like most of my day goes. That's amazing. Is it, is it worth trying to start maybe a kid's version of that locally, like across Lake Norman? Maybe across 77 Bridge? What do you think? Uh, I don't know. There's onlookers already each day with traffic. Correct. Maybe maybe that's happening right now. We'll find out. Jeff from iCats is going to call in at 7.15 right. he would as be the well. One to We're going to find out what's going on on the streets. I have a feeling that that's partially the reason why we get that bottleneck every day. Right. You know we didn't even really start the day right, though. You know we didn't. <laughs> 
Gots to get that black powder. Ah, that black powder coffee located on exit 36, Highway 150. If you go east off 77, right. right? If you're going north, you make a left. If you're coming south, you make a right. Just make a left at the Chick-fil-A. Right. And then you go down into the business park, black powder coffee. They roast the beans right, right there in the facility. Right. Do you put any creamer in there? Don't you start playing with me right now. <laughs> About 21 flavors. I don't cut it. I don't put sugar. I don't put cream. I've just never drank it that way. It's only been right. black coffee for me. This week's flavor of the week for me in the cup, because, you know, I grind the beans on Sunday for the week. Do you remember what flavor it is this week? Uh, peanut butter. Peanut butter, sir. Yes. What a great, delicious flavor to have in your cup. Again, I don't cut it. This right. is just pure. So you got the flavor. This is beans. pure earth in my cup right now, and it is delicious. <laughs> Black powder coffee. Uh, check them out. And if you mention the Good Morning Crew of WSIC, 10% off. So you're getting coffee for hey less. Now. Hey, now. Inflation is real. You know, I've, and more restaurants I go to now, you know what they've started doing at restaurants, which I find interesting? What's the that? The credit card surcharge. Yes. Passing it on to the consumer. Ah. I'm, I'm eating it now. How thoughtful. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. I, I'll add a little extra coconut topping for that 3%. Right. You know, yeah, I will take that extra ranch mm. side dressing. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it comes with. I, and I blamed McDonald's ultimately okay. for all this new change in the restaurant field. You know, I had an issue when McDonald's started charging for the sauce cups. Mm. It's 27 and a half cents for hot mustard. You're out of your right. mind. You're right. out of your mind. I just paid $14 for 10 nuggets. In what am I doing right now? In hindsight, that is a signal. It is, right? right? But they knew it early in the market. Sure. Similar to the Panthers. It's early, right? Yeah. Same kind of mantra. Very early for the Panthers. Very early for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and, and so, I don't know. I, I think that as inflation continues to get out of control, we've got we've to find ways to, to provide relief to the people. Right. Relief. Maybe. What about homemade soap? Have you tried that yet to save I some not. bucks? I have not. Demi's on this kick. Okay. So Demi's making, she doesn't like the chemicals and all that kind of stuff anymore. Sure. So she's got this stuff. It's like a mix that you just mix with water. And she says, you know, one cap for light, two cap for heavy, full, two caps full, right? To, Love that. to mix with the water. Right. But here's the problem. I don't feel like it's strong enough. I spilled a little bit on the, on the, on the stove top. And I used, you know, her, her magic spray. Okay. Didn't work. Right. I had to bust out the Dawn Power Wash. I said, look, it's time for the big guns, baby. Right. Cancer or not, I'm going for oh, it. Oh, wow. Okay. That's how you got to go. You just dive right into yep. it. And you find your way. Mm -hmm. We're finding our way this morning. 844-STUDIO-4 if you want to take the ride with us. Uh, let, let's, uh, we got about two minutes before the first break here. Let, let's bring on our special guest that was hanging out outside. Let's. We've got Mr. Joe Higgins in here, uh, radio personality extraordinaire from the West Coast, uh, is it too early this morning, Joe, <laughs> to even dream of being on the radio? There's right no now? easing into your day when you do morning radio, right? You're just like fifth gear, hit the clutch, and we're going to six. That's what you we're have to hit do. Hit it hard. You yeah. So good morning. Good, good morning, morning, sir. Thank you for joining so us. So I was looking for daylight donuts. Where are they? I heard oh, you dropping that yesterday. Where the is the daylight? Daylight. You're okay. going to bring me in here, and I don't even get a donut out of this thing? So here's the problem. Daylight is in Statesville. Okay. I live in Cornelius. All right. About 30 miles north, right? This early in the morning, you know I rolled in here at about 702. Right? So if I call you ahead of time, next time I come on, you'll yes, have me some absolutely. All right. I good, still good. haven't even had their pumpkin spice yet, Ooh. though they are claiming that they do actually exist. Ooh. Jody uh, came on, the, the owner there and his dad, Mike, they came on the show and they were talking about their spice, pumpkin spice donuts. 
I haven't missed too many donuts in my life, so if you if not having one this morning is okay with me. You're from Arizona. I am. It, is pumpkin spice a thing in Arizona? Oh, we like do have pumpkins. Here? Yeah, we do Halloween. We do Christmas. <laughs> we do Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's crazy. It's you have the same holidays. The same holidays. Yeah. We, we were talking about the sun and the sky. Is it the same sky it's in Arizona? A, it's too? the same sky. There's tumbleweeds rolling around all the time. Yep. Yep. Is Arizona a, all desert? No. <laughs> have you been there yet? No, I actually oh, haven't. Boy. Yeah. So, so you're four hours to mountains skiing. Yeah. You're four hours to beach in mexico you're about five hours to san diego it's high beautiful trees you got everything well, in fact we don't have sand that's the only thing we no don't sand have. no sand i thought desert you was gotta all go over sand. to new mexico to get the sand new mexico well yeah. new mexico they'll, they'll take your gun so don't go over there right don't away. go there at all of course <laughs> that's not on my radar you're listening to good morning lk and we're gonna take a quick break 844 studio 4 if you want to be part of the conversation we've got jeff from icats when we come back we're going to talk with joe higgins more uh education it's a big part of it. Joe's going to join us for the word of the day today. Let's see if Joe can guess the word of the day when Bill gives I've been it trying to, to bring Gronk into my discussions as of <laughs> yesterday. Haven't been much luck yet. <laughs> we'll be right back, Radio Fam. Digital Fam, we're going to have some exclusive content for you today, too, so stick around. Good morning, OKN. 718, WSICnews.com, all the social platforms. You can be watching the video stream. You know, we video stream all of our content. If you just want to watch it for fun, maybe you want to see me make a fool of myself. That can happen every single day. You can just laugh all morning long. What's not funny are the streets. The streets are real out here. We need to get a look. Are people pole vaulting over the bridge at Davidson? That's what we want to find out. We've got Jeff from iCats, rideicats.com. Alternative transportation, if you're looking for it, three bucks. You can commute to the city each day if you are a daily commuter yourself. Jeff, how are the streets looking this morning, sir? Good morning, Justin. Uh, 77 South uh, between Statesville to Mooresville, uh, starting to get heavy traffic. Uh, uh, earlier this morning, uh, 77 North in Charlotte, right before the Brookshire Freeway, there was a single car accident. That should be cleaned up by now. Um, but traffic is getting heavier both north and southbound uh, between Statesville to Charlotte. Um, I haven't heard of anything on the secondary roads in the Statesville-Mooresville area. So um, just be careful out there today. Jeff, I saw a vitter video on Twitter, now known as X, yesterday, and it was children pole vaulting over uh, canals in Venezuela. Is that type of thing happening in the morning on 77, and is that what is really causing the traffic? I, I haven't seen that, but uh, uh, for some reason around the lake, it always slows down. Uh, people or sightseeing, it's like they've never seen a lake before. Although Lake Norman is beautiful, uh, we need to keep the traffic flowing. And with iCats, you can just cruise in that HOV lane. Rideicats.com, your alternative transportation source from Iredale County. You can commute to the city of Charlotte each day, three bucks each way. Jeff, uh, how was the ride thus far, first round this morning? It was good. I got uh, got stuck in the the single car accident. It closed down. Uh, two lanes, but uh, I was able to get through there pretty, pretty quickly, and then uh, move on. So, first trip was uh, was pretty good. Uh, here at 7:30, I'll be heading back down to to Charlotte uh, with my passengers, and so ho hopefully uh, there won't be any incidents. Uh, and like I say, there's no no other accidents to report as of now. 
Okay, Jeff, we appreciate you. We'll check in with you at 815, rideicats.com, your alternative transportation source from Iredell County. We appreciate you, Jeff. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. And as, as it being Wednesday day, you've got to pretty much look to the weekend. We call it hump day, right? You make it over the hump. You're there toward the weekend. This weekend, the All-American Dog Show happening at Robbins Park in Cornelius. WSIC will be there. And we are entering a pooch into the competition. Ben Daniels, Senior Director of Sensory, is entering Oliver. We've got Mike Wolf with the Town of Cornelius now on the phone. Mike, can we go ahead and pre-declare Oliver as the winner of the Speckled Spots competition? I don't see why not. I mean, I've seen pictures. It's definitely a, a good candidate for it. I think that's a pretty foregone conclusion at this point. Yeah. Wow. Official take from the town of Cornelius already endorsing WSIC's own Oliver for the competition. How you doing this morning, Mike? Are you awake or, or is this too early for you? No, I'm awake. I've uh, got a newborn, seven weeks old, so I'm usually up during the night anyway, but I am doing good this morning. Are you assisting your wife through the evening taking care of your child, or are you a terrible parent that just sleeps through the night? No, taking once I'm home from work, I'm trying to help out as much as possible since she's home. It's a 50-50 for taking care of this baby. That's right. We like teamwork. We're about that life. Uh, Mike, so this weekend, the All-American Dog Show. Isn't this like the hundredth year you guys have done this? Not that many. It's 23 years, which is still very impressive. Um, started back in 2000 and it's been going strong since. What what should people expect when they come out to Robbins Park on Sunday from 2 to 5 here in Cornelius for the All-American Dog Show? What is the experience like? Well, there'll be probably between 125 to 150 dogs there with lots of dog owners who obviously love every single thing about their dogs, treat them like their own kids. Uh, there'll be plenty of pet-related vendors there showing different items and services that they offer. We'll have a stage where Brian Blakely with Queen City News will be emceeing and directing the contest itself, which starts at about 3 o'clock. And just a lot of fun. That's what people should be expecting when they come to any of our events, just to have a good time. And with this one being a dog-specific one, you know, everyone's going to have a great time. I always have a question. Um, I don't have a dog currently in my life, Mike. I, I had one. He passed away in 2017. Very emotional. Very emotional situation. Haven't yet got a new dog um, though I wouldn't be surprised if one is on uh, the horizon at some time in the future. But really, my question is now that I'm a non-dog owner, when I walk and there is just the skata everywhere that people leave behind, the remnants, what, what, do we, what do we do on the day of event when you've got 150 dogs in one location? That seems like a lot of business to take care of. Is there a plan in place? Yeah, I mean, there's, it's definitely on the onus of the owner, which we know is a hit or miss sometimes with people to be able to pick up after their dog. But we'll have plenty of dog bags around as well as each of the dog vendors probably will have their own as well since that's the business they're in. So we always make sure that when we leave an event, um, you can't tell that there was an event there that day. So you can come by on Monday morning. You wouldn't be able to tell that 150 dogs were on the field and it would be perfectly clean. Mike, have you ever eaten a dog treat before? I have not. Have you? I have. I have taken a bite of a dog treat before that was, I believe, on the package it said human grade. And so I just took a shot at it. Uh, we may have to do that together this weekend. Is that an adventure that you're willing to go on record and say you would participate in? 
I would be willing to potentially try. I'm not going to say 100%. I'm usually running around like crazy at events, but I find some free time. I might venture down that road with you. Cordelius does have a lot of events going on. What can you tell us about beyond the All-American Dog Fest? Are there any other events that we should keep our eyes early on the horizon toward? Yeah, I mean, fall is definitely our busiest time of year. So we have our first ever Festival of Cultures coming up next Saturday, October 7th. That's a, uh, a new event that's going to just showcase the different cultures in the Lake Norman area. We'll have our 11th annual Laketoberfest Music and Brew Festival, October 14th. That's our one of our biggest events of the year, about nine to 10,000 people coming out. So it's a great time with 15 different beer vendors, 14 different food trucks, some great music with uh, Pluto for Planet, as well as uh, Machine Gun. They will be performing as well, so we're happy to have them back. And then if you look to November, we'll be doing Light Up Cornelius, which will be our 12th annual doing so. And the tree will now be located outside the Kane Center for the Arts. It'll be the first time we'll be uh, lighting the tree there, so it should be a fun time. We absolutely love all the events that Cornelius does, and it starts with this weekend with the All-American Dog Fest. And all the, you guys have done a lot of events already this year. Uh, for Parks and Rec in particular this year, it's the year of the trail. And I, I don't know, I should be happy, but I'm also partially, you know, a little discombobulated, I'll say. My wife has had me walking more this year than I ever anticipated. Is that okay if I blame you guys for that, seeing that you're promoting the year of the trail right now, or is this just something that I should accept? No, absolutely. The blame should be on us and the great state coalition with North Carolina, the one who kind of kickstarted the whole thing. We want people to be active and getting out and working out all the time, but specifically this year we're promoting all the trails we have in our Emerald Necklace with 75% of the way completed with close to 12 miles, I think, of greenways for people to enjoy which not a lot of towns in the surrounding area have that much greenway so no you can definitely put the blame on us and we're happy to hear you're using our greenways do you have a dog mike i do not no you do not have a dog okay do you have a cat i do not my wife hates cats so okay. if anything we'll get a dog uh, i have a cat am i allowed to bring my cat to the all-american dog festival this weekend no it is a dog only event um all of our events Pets are not allowed except for this event, which dogs are, and then our Santa Paws in the Park, which is another dog-related event that's on December 3rd. Other than that, no pets are allowed at any events, and cats not at any events, unfortunately. Do you think that we should be concerned about that level of discrimination taking place against pets right now? Is that of concern for anyone? No, I don't think it should be. I think it's a relative understanding. And the reason we don't allow pets at most of our events is because of the loud noises in the crowds and the stress they can put on the people around the pets as well as the pets themselves. And um, for this event specifically, we know cats and dogs don't have the nicest relationships. So we want to just keep this to the All-American Dog Show and just keep it that way. That's a fair point. Uh, Mike, there are several competitions this week. We mentioned the spotted... The Spotted Spectacularness one is one of the competitions. What's your favorite of the awards that are given out? Do you have like a favorite class of dog that, that you prefer each year for the event? I'd say my favorite would probably be the Sassy Senior. You get some dogs who have 8, 9, 10, 12-year-old dogs that have definitely seen a lot through their lives, and you can definitely tell they have a little sass behind them. So that's always a, a fun one and one of the more popular ones 
typically towards the end of the event, we would have done the All-American Dog, which is just at the end, all the dogs come up on stage and the judges pick their favorite. But instead, this year we're doing the Best of Show, which that means the winner of each category will come up on stage and they'll pick the winner based on them. So the Sassy Senior, to me, will always have a chance to win that competition. I'm curious to see how that will go. And there's been a little bit of confusion in the community just to clear the air and make sure the record's clear. You don't have to have a dog in order to attend, right? Like that's not your entry fee to come to the event, right? No, no, not at all. If you don't have a dog, you're welcome to come and join. If you have a dog but don't want to do the contest, it is also free to come and enjoy the pet vendors and just watch the contest. But if you want to actually participate in the contest, that's the only fee. It's only $6 for two contests or $10 day of for two contests, but it's free if you want to watch whether you have a dog or not. All right, Mike Wolf with the town of Cornelius. Mike, we appreciate your time this morning. We're looking forward to the event. WSIC will be there with human-grade dog treats for Mike and I to try together. We will have that exclusive social media content for everyone to see if you missed the event. But come out Sunday, 2 to 5, Robbins Park in Cornelius. It's going to be a great time. Absolutely love the All-American Dog Show. I've gone multiple years in a row. No pooch from me, but uh, WSIC's own Ben Daniels will bring Oliver, and it will be a great time, and we appreciate the victory already this morning. Mike. No problem. Thanks for having me on. We'll see you Sunday. All right. Take care. Coming right back. Good morning, fam. 844-STUDIO-4. Good morning, LKN. 734. Thank you to Mike Wolf of the town of Cornelius, prepping us for the All-American Dog Show. I don't want to say don't enter your dog into these speckled spots competition, but it's already a lock. Ben Daniels, Senior Director of Sensory. Oliver is going to take the gold. I dare you to challenge him this weekend. Mike also going to eat a dog treat with me is what he said. He confirmed that, right? He did say, I will eat a dog treat. He put went on record, right? Is that right, Bill? Yeah? And just shaking the head. Here we go. We're getting closer. Yes. We forgot about word of the day. No. We didn't forget. Oh, we didn't forget. Yeah. we. Just, I just forgot. No, we were just having conversations. We were just hanging out with cool people. Yeah. Let's go and run it. Maybe. <laughs> Are you ready for it now? Yeah. Maybe. Give me a second. I went everybody's head about the bird. It's time for the word of the day. What's the word? All right. Today's word of the day is lionize 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 not lying eyes lionize lionize for those following along at home that's l-i-o-n-i-z-e it's a verb it's what you do right three syllables lionize this is the second verb of the week you've given me right it's what we're doing is that is that intentional uh or just the luck of the draw. Just how it worked. Okay. Yeah, sometimes you get two nouns. Sometimes you get two adjectives. Okay. This is the word of the day where Bill gives me a word and I've got to guess the definition. We've got special guest Joe Higgins, who is an education expert in the room today. Hold on real quick. Whoa. Briefly, could you go over what a verb and a noun and an adjective is for me? Oh, real quick. Oh, just so I get it straight here. Okay. So what's, a, what's ver- the a verb is what you do. Do. An adjective describes something. Descriptive. And a noun is a person, place, or thing. Man, you're but, digging deep but on here, this But here is where we still have yet to figure out. What is an adverb? <laughs> That is where we still have sure, fallen short. Sure, bring the short. school guy in and That's give him the right. hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> We've fallen short on that. But lionize, 
Lying yeah. eyes is the word of the day today. Correct. Bill, Lying eyes. May, may we have it in a sentence, please, sir? Um, yes. And these two sentences uh, kind of sound like they go together. Um, while her name was not attached to her books in her lifetime, she published anonymously, Jane Austen continues to be lionized as one of the English language's greatest novelists. Hmm. Lionize. We're going to have a little discussion on that. What is uh, something? Like, What's a verb again? That's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to go with what is a verb. Right. <laughs> Not far off. The, uh, May we have another sentence, please? <laughs> Correct. I got one more for you. She was lionized everywhere after her novel won the Pulitzer Prize. She was uh, showcased. Showcased. showcased? Show not bad. Uh, is this a formal word, by the way? Bill's been doing a lot of formal words um, no, recently. No, I don't... this one's not formal. This, this is, is not just, formal. You know, your regular old. The formal version of showcased. Is that the better definition? No. no. I'm going to go with revered. 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 Revered is a more formal word than I see in this definition. Okay. But I think we're right, we're right so around So too there. good over the target, huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Warm. <laughs> yes, which is a new problem we've had here. We haven't had that before. Joe is over. pole vaulted right. right now. That's it. Okay. Uh, to lionize someone is to treat them as a person of great interest or importance. Okay, so putting them at a high stature. Lionize. Lionize. Lying eyes. Correct. Am I saying lying eyes? Lionize. 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 See, I think of like a lion eating yeah. another lion, and then they're lionized. What? I think Is that? A, I think of an eagle song. An okay. eagle song? Yeah. Okay. Lion eyes. Lion eyes. Witchy woman. All right. There you go. Word <laughs> of the day where Bill gives us a word. Uh, we'll put that as a win today. Yeah. Is that a win? Yes. Let me check off the first win of the week right yes. there. Wait, uh, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. With Joe. <laughs> With, okay, all right, fair enough. With guest <laughs> host, okay, got it. Not on my own. He just wants to clarify that for the record books. Uh, so Joe well, Higgins, <laughs> Joe Higgins joining us. Uh, uh, school extraordinaire, expert, guru. What is your title on LinkedIn right now? I've been called so much worse. So yeah, um, social and entrepreneur is what I like to be called. Social right? Because this is about how do we look at our world and our country and our cities and our towns and our families and make them different or better or back to basics. So schools where I got drawn into. You were hanging out outside the studio. What are you doing here, by the way? Because you're from Arizona and I was like, you're on the streets right now. Are you are you homeless? Are you okay? <laughs> right, right, What's right, going right. on? Uh, you're the hotbed of school choice right now. Your new voucher program just went through. You've had charters going for a little while. There's different groups that I'm talking to in your uh, state, in your area about what that looks like. So what I've done is I uh, opened a series of uh, charter schools out in Arizona, Colorado, to a total of seven of them. we got about 7,000 kids or so. And I left that organization and I'm trying to duplicate kind of like an operating system. And it's all around classical education and the model of education, which started in Plato and Socrates and then got revived back in the medieval times. And it's real popular in private Christian schools around uh, America up, up through currently. Charter schools are starting to adopt the model, removing the religious doctrine. And what I've done is I've created a system where I can help a homeschool family, private school, Christian school, charter school, public school with executing and doing all or parts of a classical education model. Now, does classical include chopping off genitalia? Is that part of the curriculum, or where does that fall you into know, we, it? Well, that, that, didn't make okay. it, that didn't make it to the final process. Oh, it did not? <laughs> no, it okay. did not make it. So what do you mean by classical, then? All right. So uh, when you say liberal arts, classical liberal arts, in our series, in our system, English is just as important as, as art, 
math and music are just as important. So we're not just focusing on math and English to pass a test. We're trying to have a big discussion and feast on the ideas and look at the arts and how they play a role in history. It's real history-based. Uh, so we're, we're, we're going between four times ancients, medieval, America's founding, and modern. Everything weaves around that. So the books the kids are reading, the art they're exploring, the ideas they're, they're digesting is all based on that. How? What percentage of people, particularly in the school system, hate you and like you right now? Wow. Uh, it's been a uphill battle. The, the public schools have been really uh, tough. The states, the, the, the politics have gotten really, really aggressive on school choice because there was a wave moving through the country up to about 2017 or 18. Red states were moving to charter movement. We started seeing up to 15 to 20% of kids enrolling in these charter schools, especially in uh, Florida and Arizona. You guys are at about 8% right now, North Carolina, to give you a perspective. So uh, I think what's kind of happened is they're trying to look at how do we do a little rent-seeking? How do we make sure that this big movement doesn't come through and change the world, change our current model and market? Comparing Arizona to now what North Carolina is moving toward, can you give us like the differences of the systems yeah. in place yeah, right totally. now? totally. So uh, I mentioned about 8% of your market now is charter. About uh, 11% is homeschool. Your homeschool is your fastest growing market segment. In That's the, a bigger percentage than I thought it would yeah, be. 11%. More kids, yeah, wow. 170,000 kids or so are in your homeschool markets. Wow. Uh, so between those two, you're at about 20. Charter is a little low. For, compared to most states, but growing slowly. Um, you're a growing state. So one of the big things that charter schools do is they help the burden of the, of the construction and new construction and building new schools and handling that new capacity. So that's kind of a relief valve if, if it gets opened. But it's, you know, there, there's a lot of, it's the epicenter of politics. You just mentioned the, the transgender issue and the books that are in school. I've heard of it. And yeah, right. It's become the hotbed. And what I think COVID did was laid bare what's happening in the classrooms. And uh, this, this march through institutions, which you can look back to Mao and you can look back to the Russian revolutions and stuff, has happened for a while. Started in the universities and then got taken over and then the teachers' colleges and started to do what, what, what curriculum is taught in the schools. Well, I think COVID laid that bare and showed it out. And it's not a big swath of every school district, but it definitely is happening. And that's why you're seeing it in the news. So, so I think what our model and many others, there's not just, there's all kinds of ways to teach kids, is, is a parent saying enough is enough. Let's go a different direction. Are you finding when, who's calling you guys directly? Is it new school districts? Is it people wanting to start schools? Is it homeschooling? Who's kind of the core that you're interacting with these days? So we have products available on Amazon. So the homeschool market's buying all over the country. I'm seeing that flowing through quickly. Um, charter movement is where I've spent the last four or five years in about six, seven states trying to help groups that come together. Uh, usually it's, 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 uh, Christian-based folks, it's faith-based folks, it's people that are real active and engaged in their community and they're going, what are we going to do? And I'm the guy that kind of helps them with the process. So from teachers to getting through the process politically to funding the building, we have groups that help all that stuff. So um, a lot of like early boomers are kind of waking up going, what's going on? This is all new to me. What are we going to do? And I think we've all gone beyond writing checks to candidates and hoping that it's going to happen in Washington, D.C., it's going to happen at your state level, it's going to happen at your city council level, and it's going to happen at your school board level. So I think that's where I'm getting the phone calls from folks, and they're typically faith-based, and they're typically conservative, and they're typically looking at their world going, what is happening? 
And that's where I get, that's where I'm in. I'm like, it it comes down to the dollars and and we're going to, we'll, we'll talk about this during the digital break, digital fam. We're going to stick with you radio fam. We got to take a break real quick. Um, WSICnews.com, all the social platforms. uh, We're going to stick there through this radio break. And we're going to talk about this kind of funding model a little bit. And we'll, we'll, we'll see if we bring it back on radio or not. It depends how deep deep we get it uh, yeah funding and numbers on the radio yeah, is always fun, always a good time it's always a good time good morning lgan 844 studio 4 if you want to be part of the conversation in the eight o'clock hour we're going to check in with bill russell the president of the lake norman chamber his show town talk airs every wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m and then we're gonna let you know about the rest of the lineup today busy day busy day today representative jason sane's gonna be in the building i think or he's in raleigh today he might still be in raleigh i don't know but we he does a show from raleigh he's done it from orlando Almost got him to do it from Chicago one time. Uh, anyway, he'll be doing his show, uh, Todd Starnes, airing noon to three today, and a couple more. All right, so we're going to stick here on digital um, during the break. All right, so let's talk about the funding, because that's got to be where the rub is at, right? Like, all of the fight it has to do with schools making the claim, public schools claim, that they will lose funding if we allow a school choice model. Right. Is that true? So let's go real up top. Yeah. Two-thirds of a state budget is through education, to education, most of it K-12, some of it university level. That's where most of these states, the feds have not gotten into education. They have the they have the Department of Education. They do a lot in the university system. They have the, K, the Title IX for athletics and things like that. They do free reduced lunch through the Department of Ag, but mainly it's a state by state by state battle. The feds will send you extra stuff and they kind of handcuff you and there's all kinds of things they're doing, but really it's a state decision. Um, because there's so much money going into it, there's always a lot of actors that are trying to trying to play for it. What I've seen in Arizona, and I see in Florida and many other states, is the charter movement really got moving. 2017 or 2018, there was a concerted effort, I think nationally, red states as well, not just blue states, to say we have got to slow this down somehow or else we're in trouble. And that's what I've been kind of watching in multiple, multiple states. And we're talking groups that set up boards and write the charter and you know, hire consultants and all this kind of stuff. We're watching this move through the industry. Um, this voucher program, which your state just passed, you're number 10 out of, uh, of, of the 50. There's a couple other looking at it. Texas is going to go into a special session to try to get theirs through. Arizona was the first, uh, so I'm about a year into it to watch it. The voucher program is we're going to give a check directly to the family. The Supreme Court gave a decision that allowed that to happen. So you can't write a check to a Christian school or a Catholic school, but you can give it to the family to spend where they want. So it's kind of a, a way around the, the gift clause or, or the church state. Some type clause. of legal. Some kind of mumbo yeah. jumbo. You know a lawyer that can answer that question? Uh, so that opened the door for these states to start doing it. And, it's, and what it's doing is um, I'm on a couple uh, Catholic school boards out in my market. We're busy as can be. We're full. Because now every student now has a $7,000 check in Arizona's case to come and pay towards our tuition. So we, every every private school is starting to see enrollment ga- uh, increases. It's pulling away from public schools. Um, your model, it's based on how much you make as a family, your fa- federal family, federal uh, household income. It ranges between 7200 and 3200 that's what that's what a family here can apply for and get ch- a check for to go to homeschool, charter school, public school, or private school. Uh, the one hundred twenty thousand and above is the low end. Thirty thousand and below is one hundred percent of that that check, seventy two hundred dollars. So there'll be some kind of process. I don't know what your state's going to do yet. It's so new. It just came out yesterday or two days ago. They will apply to these homeschool families, private school families, Christian families, charter school. Apply and get that check and reimbursement or approved items 
what's happened in the early, early stages of some families were going to Orlando Disneyland or they were going to buy jumping castles, things like that. So they're trying to get make sure it's education related. Good morning. Okay. And 748 getting caught by the break sometimes. You know, you just got to go with it. You got to ride with it. Special guest in studio, Joe Higgins. Who, what's the name of the what's the name uh, of the company? Our, our company is called Ethos Logos. East, Ethos Logos. Dot org. And if you know your ancient Greek, Ethos is ethics and Logos is logic. Okay. And the third is pathos, which is your spiritual. Okay. So there you go. Ethos Logos. So you guys create educational content curriculum, if you would, Correct. for people that want to engage. And so can they find it on Amazon? Yeah. Is yeah. that the best place yeah. you'd recommend you, them? You to can check get out? on there and Google Joe Higgins or Ethos Logos, and you can find it on Amazon. We have a website that explains it all. We'll also then come in and with teachers and teacher support and execute and make sure it's going. So when I was talking to my parents of our, our families, I would say, why is our schools working? Because we're so successful and things are rocking. What I would hear back would be, our kids love it, love talking about the history at the dinner table. So when they come home, what you do in school, it was always about Alexander the Great or whatever's happening in history. So that's where we created this model where you'd have a laminated card that could sit at the table so dad could have it right there and say, well, tell me about X, Y, Z. I need a cheat sheet. A that's cheat good. sheet, right? Because yeah, you good. don't remember no, verbs and adjectives no. and all those good things, right? <laughs> so we're bringing it back. And then the other big thing I heard back was the values and virtues instruction we do in our classrooms. We see it at home. Thank you and no, open the door, yes ma'am, no ma'am. All those little things that we would do shows up in the home. So that's really what, I'm, what I was selling. I'm selling history-based instruction, easy to follow along at home, and a value virtue instruction plan that is integrated in everything we do. You mentioned Arizona was the first to pass this whole school choice kind of concept, and it's only been a year. This voucher, right. The voucher yeah. concept. That seems like not very old to me, given like our country's what, a couple hundred years old at this point. We're just now figuring out parents should have choice. Yep. So what's the past year been like as you progress through and applied what these rules are? Well, I serve on a couple of Christian Catholic schools boards and uh, full with wait lists now. Hard to get in because now each client that was paying 10, 12, 15 grand has a check coming to them every year, about 6,000 towards that tuition. So capacity issues. The next step, the homeschool markets are, are, are growing profusely because if you can't get in somewhere else, then they can go to the homeschool and then they can use that money to buy curriculum or things that they need. The, the, the market that I'm watching and I'm kind of playing in a little bit is going to a church that may not have a school and saying, okay, pastor, you got these buildings that sit empty during the week. You're busy on Wednesday night and Sunday. You've got congregants in your, in your pews that are you know, going out into the world and may not be happy and you're doing your best on Sunday to explain it, but how do we align worldviews Let's help you get into the schools, the school business. So what I'll do is uh, help market. We'll maybe get 100 kids, 50 kids, 30 kids, use the buildings, bring in some teachers, tutors, use our curriculum model as a backbone, and help them become a school. They may more, more formalize that down the road. I help them on their journey to get into, into a private school. Do you find um, that people want this, or I guess the demand would, would dictate that, or do you find that people are just like so confused that it's like, I don't even want to touch this. My kid's going to the school that I'm in as a district. Yes, and. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Depends on the family. Depends on the how, how concerned you are about it all. Um, yes, and. Right. So if you're listening to the news and you're seeing and you're frustrated, you're that parent that I'm going to do anything to make this better. The trick of doing homeschool is both parents work or I can't, uh, can I do it? And how does it work? Having this safe environment or the safe container at a church that you go to and you know about is that step 
where I can say, okay, my child's okay. They're getting good foundational education. Oh, and they're getting their catechism or their Christian-based stuff, whatever it is. It could be Mormon, could be Jewish, we don't know. We make an agnostic uh, curriculum that you can lay your doctrine on top of. Then they know they're safe. So it's a stepping stone, I think, for, for, the, for the school and for the parent. So what about for like the church? There's the pastor listening or there's the, 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 the body of governors or whatever, depending on the, the, the church, right? They all have different structures and everything like that. But let's say there's a leader at a church that says, you know what, this is a great idea. And we, we want to engage. What is your process, the ethos, logos yeah. mm-hmm. process uh, for onboarding, for educating and beginning steps toward becoming a school? Yeah, the, uh, there's so many nuances, right? Do you want to just be a landlord and have someone come in and rent your facilities that are empty? Do you want to actually be in the school business? Uh, that all depends the first conversation. Do you have someone that can take lead? Right, because we're going to support you, but we got to have someone that's going to own this and champion it. Uh, teacher recruitment and hiring, we do a lot of that for you. We make sure that's done. We have all the assessment inside. If you want it, if you want to start assessing and see how your kids are doing based on a national, the rest of the world, we've got that piece too. So we we kind of do the, the 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 roadmap, the landing of how it's done. Everything's digitized. Everything's print based. We do teacher training. So. It's just an initial conversation is what are you looking to achieve and how do we get there? One of my biggest issues with government that I think the government has proven historically time and time again is how terrible they are at management. That's like the number one issue of government. (laughs) You're kidding me. So for a church to manage a school... That doesn't seem easy. I'm not going to – my wife's a kindergarten teacher at a charter school, right? And and I know how difficult – she's been a teacher now over 10 years. She literally right out of college at a Title I school, very low income in Charlotte, and then now at a charter school, night and day difference, management being a big piece of that. Sure. How do you educate churches or other folks on management of a school? Well, that's the secret sauce of a McDonald's or a BlackRock coffee or whatever, right? It's the it's the people and how you execute. That's the game. That's what you do. And that's what we've created. So we have a full, that's what we do. We come in and we make sure we hire the right teachers. We're watching them. We're training them. We're monitoring. We're making sure it's happening. Uh, the teaching profession, let me give you just a little quick antidote. Your wife's a teacher, so she knows this. In the public sector schools, not everyone, right? A lot of the inner cities really mainly. You start end up, you're, you're losing the autonomy of why you got into be a teacher. You're not impacting the kids' lives. You're dealing with paperwork and all this off stuff and, and this pressure coming on you instead of just, just doing what you do well, which is your profession. In the, um, in the charter space and in our world, we say to our teachers, stop. You came in to be a teacher. Be a magic teacher. We'll give you all the support you need. We're going to take a lot of that administrative stuff off yourself, off your shelf. Make magic happen. Well, they said, what about the testing? What about English math, English math? They said, English math will follow if they love art and if they love music and if they love the other parts. And you're connecting with them as a, emotionally and you're, t- you're doing the big, fun, exciting stuff. That's why you got into teaching. So usually it's a little deprogramming we have to do once we get into the teacher world. Then they love it. And then the culture goes out, so we get teachers coming to us right and left saying, hey, we want to work in that environment. Money's important, super important. We pay well and everything's important, but it's how do we create a better culture for you to do your profession? Is there any, like, spots when conversations that you've had that have been like, ah, we really, you know, while, while we're creating curriculum, we're not about that. Like, I, I mentioned cutting off genitalia, right? Like, so is there parts that where there's a district maybe that's come forward and said, hey, but we also want to implement this type of teaching Have you guys had to say no to anybody thus far? Let me give you a really – so we have a whole series called Great Men and Women of History, and there's cards and backgrounds about all of them. So we get into Ray Kroc and McDonald's, and we get into St. Augustine, and we get into, you know, everybody, Alexander the Great. Uh, Walt Disney is one of our lesson cards uh, in the last 
year or so, year and a half, we've had to remove Walt Disney from that thing because of what's happening in the Disney system. So our parents are watching that. They're seeing what's happening. They're boycotting Disney in many cases. So it's that granular of, of are we an empty vessel full of good stuff? We're not trying to lead you in a dialogical way. Socratic discussion is the big part of a classical model. So it's the big question. Let the students research and find and debate and talk because we want that critical thinker. So, but containing that and putting that into a bubble that is like, the, like 1950s, 1980s, 1970s, when you went to, I went to school in the 80s. That's what we're trying to recreate. Comparing Arizona to what you're seeing early on here in North Carolina, right? Because like the budget just passed last week right. and like containing some of this framework, right? And it's going to evolve and it's going yep. to change and there'll be a legislative process behind it, which I'm sure you're in tune with what that process is. Do you think North Carolina is on a good track? Yes. Yes. You're, you're a fast-growing state. You have a uh, – you're, you're conservative-based. You're Bible-based. You're in the Bible belt. Um, you are looking for alternatives. You are giving families what they want. Yeah, you are you are on the path. Do you think that the model makes sense adapting it toward an income-based threshold? Do you do you agree with that? Do you, what are the pitfalls you think of that? I mean, there's there's different ways to cut it, right? It's 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 all an opinion. If I put I'm my just, Milton Friedman hat right. on, it's like hey, give me the money, let me deal with it, right? Don't tell me what to do, dummy. Uh, but you know, you could make the argument that higher income families can't afford private schools, and let's give more to the lower income families to make that happen. So I, I understand what you did. Uh, the state of Indiana did the same thing. Arizona and Florida did a little more open. Like anybody, it's your money, right? You paid into it, and we're going to put that money somewhere, so let's give it to you, and you spend it better than we can. So yes, yes and no. Yeah. You know, it's a starting point, no. at it's least. It's an amazing yeah. starting point, yeah. You've, you've opened the door to a lot of families to have a choice. And so Indiana, are you familiar then with how it's been going in Indiana? Yeah, they've just retweaked it because it was pretty restrictive. It was uh, really low. And they, they just, because of this big wave that's been happening around the country, they kind of got with the program and opened it up a little better. Yeah. So this could be a stepping stone for you all. The other big one I watch is special ed, uh, kids that are in that world. Um, that's typically where the vouchers started. So you could see maybe more money going on that side because uh, those families have a very unique and special need that, uh, that more money helps that process. Demi's had a couple of autistic kids in her classes over the past few years, and there's resources that are needed. So that's an interesting oh, point you bring up. Like, you really need specialized programming, specialized people who know how to yeah. deal with particular situations. That is of no fault of the child. Like, right. when you have a mental, you know, or, or physical disability, like, that's a real thing. That's right. that's nobody's fault. When we uh, talk about one-size-fits-all, yeah. in that world, the special population, very difficult to make that happen. So when you get to the big school districts, it's really hard to pull that off. I started up a special needs school in, uh, in Phoenix and went through this test model. We brought in medical services and the school-based services and created a small 50, 60 kids school that just worked beautifully. So I'd like to add that into our charters and into our model to, as a, so then you blend those populations, you have resources on your campus to do the the other special kids in your schools and you can kind of connect it up. Uh, real quick, we got less than a minute. Um, with the elections coming up, what are some of the buzzwords parents should be listening for for these people running for school board that might be like wolves in sheep's clothing? Is there any type of like concepts that you think that parents need to be aware of from these people running for school board? Big question, man. And you only got 30 seconds. I know. So, it's <laughs> uh, so these school books that have been read and that are really – there's a library association approved book list. It's around the whole country. That's why these are showing up. So you see these battles where they're trying to remove them. you got to get that – you got to go to the list. And who approved that list? Why is that list in my library? Those would be the first questions. What do you think about this book, this book, this book? Are you okay with that? You okay with that? Then you're not okay with me. 
How would you handle it? Well, I would get rid of it. Okay, well, then you're all right. I just shout random obscenities. <laughs> like, usually my favorite one is, Indict it! <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, right now. to the Roval, just give me a call. Just call Bill <laughs> and explain to me how it is that you believe Denny Hamlin has any chance of when winning. When is that race? Two weekends? The Cup Series. So not this weekend, next weekend? Correct. This weekend... Um, they're in Dega. They're, they're in Dega. And then next weekend, they're back in Charlotte at the Roval. And here's the deal. I'll even give you your pick. You can do Xfinity or Cup Series. Okay. You'll get a, a one four-pack to either Xfinity or Cup Series... Just give me a call. Convince me how Denny Hamlin doesn't win or wins the Cup Series because he's not seeing lines right now. Right. I don't understand it. I'm I'm confused. But if you want your shot at seeing Denny, give it a try. 844-STUDIO-4. I know it doesn't even make sense what I'm asking you to call in to do. I think I've said it three or four different ways. Basically just giving tickets away for fun. That's really all we're doing this morning. Well, we got him. 844-STUDIO-4. If you want them, they're yours. Right. You just have to show your belly button. That's all you got to do. So, pretty I think, good. I think Jeff, Jeff is about to uh, win some tickets. You think <laughs> <laughs> Jeff? from iCats. RideiCats.com, your alternative transportation source from Iredale County. Wanting to be picked up and taken around town. It's only a buck to do it in town. That's a pretty good alternative transportation option there. And we've got Bill Russell who's going to call in at 815, president of Lake Norman Chamber. He thinks I forgot about the baseball tournament tomorrow. I think I, I think part of it is he doesn't think I'm going to show up, like I'm just going to forget. But he challenged me to a home run derby because, you know, baseball is one of my favorite sports. <laughs> Not. I just don't understand it. Why does anybody like it? And... uh I, I think I've upset some people about that with my baseball rhetoric. And so he'll be calling in to discuss the tournament. But he's also hosts a show. Town Talk airs every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. And then there's uh, um, something else happening right now in front of my eyes. And it, it is something that I have wondered about. This seems like a local... Breaking news. Pertinent news. There is a uh, an algae just running rampant in Lake Norman. It's touched my toes several times in the past few weeks. Oh, no. Lingbia. Lingbia. It sounds like a word of the day. Lingbia yeah. woolly. Lingbia woolly. It's a particular type of algae that is running rampant. And there is a meeting going to take place. Um, today. Today at 2 p.m. to discuss Lingbia. And there will be uh, officials from Stormwater Services as well as Duke Energy and even a representative from U.S. Senator Tom Tillis's office. This has become such an epidemic in the Lake Norman area that we are getting our federal representative right. involved in this conversation. Oh, big shout out Bob Watson. He's Bob Watson who, organizing who this Who lives uh, just north of uh, the clubhouse in the Peninsula Club. Yeah. Spent several hours raking out this algae and drying it just to kill it. So I remember when hydrilla was a big thing. I don't remember if you if you heard about hydrilla. I've, I've heard hydrilla the killer right. that that was taking over Lake Norman. The thing about hydrilla, this is where it got weird. Okay, there's a particular type of I think it was a trout type of a specific genome species of trout right. that eats the hydrilla. Okay, North Carolina regulates the uh, births of this particular trout, basically like China killing the anything beyond the firstborn. Gotcha. And so there's a limitation on the amount of these trout that North Carolina allows to be grown each year. And so it required a multi-year like allocation of these trout 
request application process for Lake Norman to get it to kill the hydrilla. If you were to rake the hydrilla, it grows back like six times thicker and faster. Wow, that sounds like a literal villain. Yeah, and that's what people were doing. They were scraping, scraping the hydrilla. Right. But here's the problem. It grows, One, it grows back faster and thicker. Right. Two, it's then on whatever else you use to oh scrape my. and then spread amongst other places as well. Oh, my. Supposedly, somebody brought it in like a boat from another place, brought it into the lake on accident. I would assume not a purpose unless we're talking about China or Russia directly. And then it well, just sure started growing and taking. On purpose. But did he did you take did right, he, right. like was did there a vial of hydrilla right. at night? Right. I'm going to get him and right. dropped it in the a lot lake. Of black suitcases, gloves. Yeah, like strategically did some right. engineering on a map, knew the perfect placement, like Blythe Landing, right? Like, hey, this is exactly where we're going to drop this hydrilla. But anyway, Ling Lingba Wally, 2 p.m. today, um, where the event is going to take place at, I'm not sure, at the Peninsula Club. Good morning, LK, and we're going to have Jeff from iCats on the other side of the break. Got Bill Russell coming up. Got Jason Drum. <laughs> Good morning, OKN. 818 844 Studio 4 if you want to be part of the conversation. I'm getting reports of pole vaulting taking place across the bridge just north of Davidson on 77. Jeff with iCats is on the phone. Jeff, how many pole vaulters are you seeing on the roads right now? I haven't seen any, but uh, I, that would be interesting to see. <laughs> it'd be a fun, it'd be, so. it would definitely make people slow down, probably, and cause more traffic, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, we have enough traffic this morning. Uh, 77 South uh, is heavy congestion from uh, around uh, 31 Langtree. Uh, it just passed exit 30 South. There was a two-car accident uh, coming on my way down uh, that was slowing traffic. Uh, if you're going into Charlotte, uh, Charlotte traffic is moving really slow from 85 uh, down 77 south. Uh, so just, and it's been raining in Charlotte. There's some wet roads. Brookshire Freeway is really go moving slow this morning. Uh, 77 north, uh, when you get up around the, the Huntersville area, uh, there's heavy congestion. So just uh, take it easy this morning. Uh, be careful, there is some wet spots. Uh, slow down and, and just watch your speed. All right, Jeff from iCats giving us a look at the streets. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate you. Sounds like people just need to ride iCats as their alternative transportation so they won't be late to work because iCats just cruises in that HOV lane all the way to Charlotte. Three bucks each way to take you down to the city if you're a daily commuter. Jeff, we appreciate you. We'll check in with you tomorrow. All right. Have a great day. You too, sir. All right, rideicats.com. Tuesdays, they go to the VA. Thursdays, they go to Winston. Friday, they go to Hickory, and they can always take you around town if you're in Iredale County just for a buck. RideICats.com. Want to check in with Bill Russell now, president of the Lake Norman Chamber, who's on the phone. Uh, Bill, question for you. Uh, for Henry, for this weekend, for the All-American Dog Show, which competition are you planning on entering him in? <laughs> well, you know, Henry and I have talked about it, but he, he really wanted to go down to the farm and watch the South Carolina-Tennessee game. Uh, he is, he's, a, he's really into sports, so... We're going to have to blow off the dog contest. He would have won it single-handedly, but uh, instead he's going to go watch the football game. Do you play fetch with Henry? 
Oh, <laughs> yes, but the the problem is Henry. When you throw things for Henry, he won't give them back. He likes he likes for you to try to take them. So uh, yeah, he he's not he's not a retriever. He doesn't he doesn't he he retrieves, but he doesn't give it back to you. I knew uh, Hen- I knew there was a reason why I liked Henry so much, and now now I'm understanding the connection <laughs> there of, of of why he and I. I'm being told there is a special music that is being played. Oh, that's right. You thought I forgot. Tomorrow's the day, sir. Tomorrow it goes down. The home run derby competition between you and I at D-Bat in Huntersville. I actually did completely forget about it until Bill the Buffer just played the music to remind me. Are you warmed up, stretched, prepped, and ready to go for tomorrow? You know what my number one goal is, Justin? I don't. I I want to hear after you're done to hear you say you're giddy about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, look. I, I want I, you to be just as giddy as you were right. earlier this then morning. Then we all win. <laughs> that's that's what the goal is just to make me appreciate baseball right. more than anything that is the goal bring on the heaters then bring on the <laughs> heaters we'll see you know i'm not a fan of the batter's box i bet i was hit as a child in the batter's box multiple times uh but the automatic pitch hopefully is accurate unless you guys put in some type of cheat code on me and that's really what this is about uh, but looking forward to what? it so did they, did they yeah did they hit you on purpose Sometimes I believe that, Bill. Sometimes don't. I'm not a conspiracy were, 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 theorist. Were, were these friends of yours that, that hit you with the ball? Alleged, <laughs> alleged friends, which do enjoy poking me quite often. No, but we're looking forward to it. so Dbat tomorrow at noon. Anybody that wants to come out and watch, they're welcome to Dbat at noon in Huntersville tomorrow. A little home run derby competition. The loser uh, washing dishes for angels and sparrows a local nonprofit here in the Lake Norman area prior to Thanksgiving. So there really is no loser, but we're excited to participate and hang out with you. And you will have your show today, Bill, Town Talk at 4 o'clock, 4 to 5 p.m. Who you got on the show today? Well, it's going to be a continuation of Focus on Education. You had one of our education leaders on earlier this morning, right? Joe Higgins, a part of the movement yep. of creating curriculum across the entire country. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to continue to focus on education. I have Dr. Crystal Hill, who is the new superintendent for Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools. She will be in person along with Elise Dashu. She is the board chair for Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools and our District 1 representative, Melissa Easley. So we have a power pack show. They're all in person. They're not zooming in. They're not calling in. They're going to be in your studio. So the leadership of Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, we're going to be talking about uh, the school bond coming up, it's a $2.5 billion bond. And just two days ago, the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors met. Uh, we, we heard presentations from Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, and the, the Chamber Board voted to support the bond package. Um, we're going to get into the specifics of what we get, but, Justin, really out of a $2.5 billion bond, about one9 is construction of new schools and improvements north of 485. So North Mecklenburg is getting the lion's share of this bond. What's your favorite school in the Lake Norman area? Well, certainly one thing that <laughs> we, we've had North Mecklenburg High School, who, which is older than I am, uh, it's, it goes back quite a while, uh, it's going to be completely redone. So you're getting a new North, North Mecklenburg High School. Um, as well as a new Huntersville uh, uh, 
Elementary School and a Cornelius Elementary School. And I think we've got a, a middle school also that will be introduced up here. So a lot of new schools for us, but uh, certainly that high school at one time, I think it was the largest high school in the, in the state. Um, and it really, really need it. It's pro it probably needed to be replaced uh, a decade ago. A lot going on with schools. A lot of that conversation, I think, will continue. North Carolina's new budget, talking about a school voucher program as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves and changes the atmosphere um, and creating more competition. Speaking of competition in the business world and development, Mills Market got approved. What do you think the effect is? A net positive for the community, I assume you believe? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That we, we needed that type of density downtown that will also uh, create more retail space. Uh, that's going to be a tremendous project for downtown Cornelius. And uh, as we continue to revitalize, you know, for, for so many years, we, we had a great downtown district with Davidson, but Huntersville and Cornelius really didn't have uh, a, a downtown presence anymore. And uh, both are seeing tremendous revitalization just a, a re-envisioning of what our downtown can be. So Cornelius and Huntersville, um, you're seeing a lot of uh, dirt being turned, and uh, it's going it's to be a catalyst for, for the continued growth of our, our, our region. Now becomes the time where we advocate for particular tenants. Do you think an In-N-Out burger would be a good fit at Mills Market in downtown Cornelius? <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. You, I tell you what, uh, you you got uh, big bites and owls and uh, cook uh, cookout, uh, all with good burgers. So uh, crafty burger uh, here in town. So, uh, but you know what, you you can't have enough good burgers, can you? You really can't. There is no shortage of a good cheeseburger. I judge a restaurant the first time I go to it based on their cheeseburger, and so I will continue to eat cheeseburgers and be in support of cows. I don't believe in the green atmospheric gas upon which they dispel and the rumors that exist around that. I am pro-cow, um, particularly in my community. What? What do you think about Whataburger? Whataburger and, and Morsel can't leave out that one, too. That's a, that's another really good burger. That's a staple. I mean, that's been there since, what, like 1926, something like that? Mm-hmm. It's been there quite some time. Yeah. Whataburger. What, what, what is your favorite <laughs> restaurant in the Lake Norman area? And as the president of the chamber, we will hold this against you, whatever your answer is. Uh, the ones that are Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce members, uh, th those are my favorite. That's a good answer. That's a pretty strong answer right there. <laughs> what's what's on the horizon for the chamber? We got a lot of events coming on, uh, coming around in October. Give everybody the lay of the land. What are you guys doing? This is the month of everything. Uh, we you know our our chamber's business expo is October the tenth, Tuesday, October the tenth, at the Huntersville Recreation Center. It's open to the public. We'll have a hundred and twenty businesses and organizations at the expo. We still have about 15 or 20 booths available uh, if somebody wanted to showcase their businesses. Our version of show and tell, uh, we have the candidate forums that you're going to be emceeing, and thank you very much for doing that. Uh, we turn around the Thursday after the expo on the 12th and have the Cornelius Forum. It's followed by two forums in, in Huntersville on the 17th and 19th because we have so many candidates running. You had three people who were running for mayor and 16 people running for commissioner. So we had to have two forums. 
at the end of the month, on the 30th, we're going to have a meet and greet in Davidson. And if anybody asks, well, why wouldn't the chamber have a forum in, in Davidson? Well, <laughs> that, that election is practically done because you have five people running for five positions and one person running for mayor. That, so that's, that's, uh, that election is pretty much done unless somebody uh, is a tremendous write-in candidate. Uh, so, but uh, we've got the public safety luncheon coming up uh, on the 19th as well. Uh, re- recognizing our police and our fire. Uh, so, yeah, it's a jam-packed month. That's that's in addition to all of the professional development networking programs we already have on our calendar. So if you go to LakeNormanChamber.org, you can see all of the things we have. Golf tournament for the golfers, we've got that coming up on the 30th. So something for everybody, Justin. Sounds like I will be sleeping uh, all of the month of November after October is finished. And I hope it's okay. We're meeting with Huntersville (laughs) tomorrow to do a site visit for the candidate forum. I have already spoken with Bobby there to adapt Town Hall to American Ninja Warrior status. Since there are 16 candidates in Huntersville, (laughs) I figure a fight to the death would be the only way to really know who should be our leader. Uh, Bill Russell, president of the Lake Norman Chamber, host of Town Talk, continuing the conversation today at 4 o'clock on education, coming in with the big hitters from CMS. Looking forward to the show, Bill. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Justin. All right, there you go. WSICnews.com. You can be watching the video stream, all the social platforms. You can catch out all the content on demand anytime you want. Coming right back. Good morning, okay, and 8 34. If you're on your way to work, you want to be driving safely. We hope you're having a great morning thus far. I've got a lot of questions this morning. Went by uh, to check out some pricing on some seed. Got very confused and just left the store. And I knew I needed to talk to Jason Drum of Drum Landscape Supply because the pricing of this seed can't, I can't, I, and I don't know what's good in, or not. Jason, help me understand what is going on in this seed marketplace right now? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it, it's not an easy thing to understand, really. You would think that if you go to the store and buy a bag of grass seed, that that's what you would get in the bag, right? You know, the grass seed. So, um, but that's what you'll get at Drum Landscape Supply and, and any other respectable landscape supply shop. Uh, but when you go to the uh, the box stores, the, the big uh, national chains, you might be surprised what's actually in that bag. And uh, it's not all grass seed. I, I've literally opened a seed bag in the past, and there's been clumps of what I believe to be clay, but I didn't put it in my mouth to make sure what it was. Probably a smart move. What what goes into making a seed or picking a seed? You have one designed in Oregon and the official laboratory wearing white coats and goggles yeah. and all that. Tell us the process of what it's like choosing what is a good seed. So, you know, uh, it's funny you say that laboratory with goggles and white coats. And actually, that is partially true there. Um, all the seeds uh, legally have to be uh, processed through a laboratory. And uh, that's where um, you can actually see what's in there. So, and and this goes for vegetable seeds, grass seeds, anything you buy that is a seed, they have to have a tag on it that was processed through a laboratory that tells you exactly what is in that bag. Do you find that people enjoy the process of learning like what it takes to get green grass? Because I'm fascinated by it. Am I a weirdo or do you think there's a lot of people in the community that enjoy the process? I think there is, and uh, and 
my favorite thing to do is to educate people on it. So um, let's see, this past Saturday, we had a gentleman come in looking for some high quality fertilizer and lime to go with the grass seed he had bought at uh, Tractor Supply. So, um, you know, I started talking to him and explained, you know, how much he needs for this. He told me the area. I said, well, you need to get, you know, half of this bag of fertilizer. And I asked him if he had seed already. And he said, yeah, I've got some seed. And I said, do you mind if I check it out? So I went over there and I checked it out. And um, so I, I, the first thing to do to tell what's in the bag and every single bag of grass seed should have a, a tag on it that was processed in the laboratory. And again, it tells you exactly what's in that bag. So if you look at a bag of drums, premium turf blend, I'm looking at our tag right now. I don't know if we can see it. Maybe you can see that without a little reflection. there. That looks very official. Yeah, it, and it is very official. And it, uh, the little disclaimer at the bottom basically says that that's what's in this bag. And if it's not, you can sue the laboratory who uh, processed this seed. So uh, without reading that little tiny print there, what's in our bag is 46% um, of Renegade H2O, 29% Amity, basically, and 23% Falcon 4. Then you go down another line and it'll say other crop seeds. In this particular crop or in this particular bag, there's 0.09% of an other crop. And so you say, well, what's other crop? So other crop is something like annual ryegrass, uh, perennial ryegrass, another type of fescue uh, that's not named on the bag. So basically uh, anything that is a, a desirable seed but it is not listed on the bag would be in the other crop. Then you have what's called inert matter, and that's going to be like the holes and just anything that may have gotten into the seed bag that's not going to germinate, but it's not truly seed. And ours is a 0.75%. And again, that's like the holes, and that's pretty common. And then the next two lines are the most important. Um, the next one says weed seeds. And if you look on our label uh, for our drums premium turf blend, it's 0.00%. So what that means is less than one hundredth of a percent uh, in that bag is a weed seed. You guys um, got so marijuana inside of your seed? You're putting marijuana seeds in there? No, not yet. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, but no. If, and if it was, it would be listed on there as whatever cannabis something uh, on that seed tag. But. But uh, but no, that's uh, not legal here. So, uh, but it is in Oregon. But anyway, where the seed comes from. But uh, but anyways, uh, the next line below that weed seed says noxious weed seeds found. And what that's going to be is things that if you get that in your lawn, you're going to have a hard time, you know, getting that out of there. Um, we can help you, you know, if you happen to buy some crappy seed and had some stuff in there, we can help you get the herbicide to take it out. But ours, of course, is never. And I would reject the seed load if it ever had anything like that. And also on the weed seeds, I mean, if we have more than a hundredth of a percent or so, it's going back as well. But um, so compare that to uh, I took a picture of the guy's uh, tag on his um, his grass seed he bought, like I say, from the box store. They're not the biggest box store, but I'm looking at their website right now, too. But um, you take a look at the um, the tag on that Kentucky 31 that the guy had. And so, uh, and this is a big box store trick. Um, and I say trick uh, because it truly is. Um, coatings on seeds, especially fescue, are not, uh, you don't have to have them because the coating is all it's doing is taking up space in that bag. 
So when I look at this tag right here, it says 42.5% of the Kentucky 31 tall fescue at an 80% germination rate. I forgot to mention germination rate. All of ours say 90%. So that means that 90%, 9 out of 10 seeds are going to germinate in our bag, whereas 8 out of 10 are going to germinate in this bag. But that's not the worst part of it. Um, so when you come down their label, it says 1.6% other crop seeds. So you don't know what that might be. 0.7% uh, inert matter. That's that's right at what ours was. But then the next two lines are the worst. Uh, it says 55% of a coating material. So you buy that 50-pound bag, you're getting less than, you're getting about 22 pounds of actual seed in that 50-pound bag. So that's why the box store's tags or prices can seem a little lower, but they're actually not. But then the worst part is it is a 0.2% weed seeds. And then you go down to the next line, it says noxious weed seeds. And it actually has five different noxious weed seeds listed on this label. Uh, so, you know, that's, you're getting a bag of crap, basically. It sounds like I've been scammed like my whole life, Jason, is what I feel like right now. My whole life is a lie right now is what I feel like in this moment. Well, it, it it all comes down to the tag that's on the bag of seed. So every, again, every bag of seed of any sort, fescue, I mean, if you go buy vegetable garden seeds, it's going to list, it's going to have a uh, uh, analysis on there somewhere. But, um, but yeah, this is telling you actually what's in there. So if you're buying grass seed, you don't come to Drum Landscape Supply for some reason, which we hope you would, um, check the tag because that's going to tell you what's actually in there. So it might seem like a 50-pound bag of seed for $80 is a good deal. Uh, but when you're getting 22 actual pounds of seeds, then it's not a good deal. So um, so that's what you get. So $80 for basically 22 pounds of seed, or you can pay $124.99 for 50 pounds of a much higher quality seed. And, and it's really a no-brainer. But they get you there because you see the lower price and the same size bag, but you really got to see what's inside that, that counts. There's the concept of overseeding. Is that an mm -hmm. okay thing or is overseeding a bad thing? So overseeding uh, in the true technical term means that you are just putting seed on your lawn that's existing already. So um, if you overseed, you're definitely going to have the most success by core aerating or spiking your lawn or in some way creating a, a soil contact for that seed. So overseeding is a common term and it's usually done at about uh, three pounds up to six pounds of seed per 1,000 square feet. So uh, if you were doing over, um, say you have a half acre grass and you were going to overseed it, uh, the middle of the road rate would be to put 100 pounds of seed on there for 20,000 square feet. Um, if you have a smaller uh, a smaller yard, then, uh, then you know, you'll probably have more like 10,000 square feet or even 5,000 square feet of turf. And uh, so you'd be at 25 or 50 pounds. And, and we're here to help you figure out how much lawn you have. Uh, you can actually go on uh, Google Maps and uh, right click and it'll say measurements. And you can, as scary as it is to have an overhead picture clear of your home on Google Maps, you can actually uh, use it to your advantage and measure the size of your lawn. And that way, you know exactly what you need. And uh, and if you're not, you know, if you don't want to do that, we'll be glad to do that for you in store as well. Talking with Jason Drum of Drum Landscape Supply, drumlandscapesupply.com, drumlandscapesupply.com. They are located in Statesville, but they deliver all over the Lake Norman area. I'm looking at your website right now, Jason. New product alert, rubber mulch. 
I am yeah. infatuated with the potential of mulch as compared to pine needles and particularly rubber mulch. Is this have like a lifetime lasting color or how, what, give me the rundown of rubber mulch as compared to regular mulch. Yeah. So rubber mulch is a great recycled product. Uh, they take, uh, they take old tires, they run it through this specialized machine that shreds it. And at the same time removes any of the metal, uh, that is what you call radial tire. It's got, uh, a metal banding basically inside of it. And uh, so that is removed out of there. And then they take that process and basically paint it uh, with a paint that's going to coat the, uh, the rubber mulch to make it look like a chip of uh, wood. And, uh, and then we, so we've got it in brown, we've got it in black, and we've got it in red. So it's going to last, you know, almost a lifetime. I think what we carry, and I'm not there right now, has a 20-year guarantee on color fastness. So um, so yeah, so you're going to have that color there. It's going to look good. It's going to look just like that for about 20 years. So, um, as long as it stays in place, that's the main thing. So rubber mulch is great for playgrounds. It's great for going around your house because it's bug resistant. Um, but you don't want to use it on a slope or you don't want to use it in areas where you're going to have a lot of leaves or things of that nature. Cause when you do clippings or you take your leaves out, you might take some of that rubber mulch with you. So, uh, uh, but it is a great recycled product. It does, um, you are going to have about 10 times the cost or uh, seven to 10 times the cost initially, but once you do it, it's down. So uh, uh, a really good recycled product that we're proud to carry. It's manufactured here in North Carolina, and uh, uh, we carry uh, those three colors uh, and have them in stock today. All right. A lot of great products at Drum Landscape Supply located in Statesville, and they, again, deliver to all of the Lake Norman area, drumlandscapesupply.com. Drum's premium turf blend, the seed. You want the best seed? Well, you got to go to Drum Landscape Supply. Compare the tag. That's what I learned today. Compare the tag. Jason, I'm going to do it. I'm excited yeah. to come by and grab my seed because it's that time to aerate and, and overseed and probably do a little bit of lime. Am I okay to lime, too, simultaneously? Am I okay to do that? Yeah, yeah. So liming, uh, especially with our EC plus concentrated lime, makes it easy and it gives you almost instant results on your pH. But yep, lime, uh, your starter fertilizer, your seed, and uh, that's the perfect recipe. Um, you can get our drums uh, basic lawn care guide that'll guide you through the timing and everything. So uh, we try to make it easy, easy as possible. But then we're also there uh, at any time for questions on you know what to do there and and uh, we'll take time and make sure it's just right for you. Okay, Jason Drum of Drum Landscape Supply. We appreciate the time this morning, sir. Looking forward to uh, continuing the conversation next week where you help us uh, improve our lawns and look better than our neighbors every single week. Thank you for the time. Yep. Thank you all. Have a great day. You too. All right, WSIC fam, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we've got the good, the bad, and the ugly news segment coming up where Bill keeps us informed of what is going on around the world. And uh, I just have random comments that I throw out there as part of it. Looking forward to the conversation. 844-STUDIO-4 if you want to be part of it. Still have those tickets, too, to the Bank of America Roval 400 or the Xfinity race if you want them. Just tell me why you believe Denny Hamlin deserves to win because I'm just not convinced right now. I'm still not, uh, but willing to hear the other side of the argument. I just I can't bring myself to believe it. We'll be right back. Good morning, OK, Ed. 840 Eight. It hits like that. You know, there's 60 seconds in a minute. So you try to like say the minute, but then like the time passes and it's like, oh, wait a second. There's no, the, the time's gone. The time just keeps moving along. 
And that's what it feels like today. A lot going on. Jason Drum, thank you again. DrumLandscapeSupply.com. You want that premium turf blend seed? Make your lawn look better than your neighbors. Go by Drum Landscape Supply in Statesville. They also deliver to the entire Lake Norman area. Whoa. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> you saw that? I saw that. that was, my life flashed before my eyes before you pulled out your six-shooter on me there. That's wow. right. We're here with the good, the bad, and the ugly, presented by uh, Nelson Royals, nelsonroyals.com, the store with the horse on top. All your Western gear, your saddlery, your work gear, you go to exit 36, Highway 150, drive west. No, wait, drive east. Right. Drive east and uh, toward downtown Mooresville, and you'll see the horse on the roof, Nelson Royals. Excellent. So in good news today, in good news, three astronauts return to Earth after a year in space. Frank Rubio sets the U.S. space record. Well done. So we talked about it last week, right, that he was uh, on his way back, and it was not the good news, it was the, the bad news, right? Well, he, was, he set the Wasn't record. Wasn't he stuck? He was stuck, right? Mm -hmm. So he had some coolant problems, which... I imagine you'll need, right? You want everything working optimally. I would imagine, in uh, space. In, 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 especially <laughs> in space. Um, so he's back. He set the record for being out there for a year, beat it by 14 days. Forced record. Forced record. Yeah. But he broke it. Yeah. Um, some bad news. Amazon sued by the FTC and 17 other states over allegations that inflates online prices and overcharges sellers. So the FTC, the Federal, Trading Com or Federal Trade Commission, Wait, so they're charging too much to sellers? Well, they are saying that they are uh, suppressing uh, some brands and some prices and kind of boosting... Man manipulating... Theirs, correct. Products. Correct, correct, which is unfair to the consumer. Is it, though? I don't know. It's a right? private it's, it's platform. Their, it's their stuff, so... Yeah. I'm going to say bad news doesn't have a good headline. It's not a good look. Not a good look. How's it do? How's the stock looking today? How's the, the pre-bell opening look? You well, know? we'll get to that. Okay. Um, and in some ugly news, judge rules Donald Trump defrauded banks and insurers while building real estate empire. Wow. Yes. Uh, judge ruled on Tuesday that Donald Trump committed fraud for years while building real estate empire that catapulted him to fame and the White House. Interesting. Yes. I saw a little bit about that, a, the, a judge declaring that President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, I think only worth $18 million, I think is what he claimed. There ain't no way Mar-a-Lago is only worth $18 million. Hmm. Bro, that, that thing is probably worth almost at least a billion. Right. And so it's pretty funny to sure. watch a headline of a judge like... I would then go into cross-examination mode on the judge. Okay. Okay, Your Honor, would you mind sharing with the people of the court your real estate background? Oh. Please identify for us the licenses upon which you hold that declare yourself as an expert in valuations of property. Upon which school did you gain an education to determine what are the factors that go into a real estate marketplace in determining the value of a property? Judge, you're fired! That's probably what I would do next. Wow. Yeah, that's how I'd feel about it. 18, it's a joke, dude. Like, so this, it, may, it made me mad when I saw the story more okay. than, like, ugly news. All right, I like it. 18 million for Mar-a-Lago? You're out of your mind. Okay. Don't be fooled, people. That's the best I'm going to tell you. Don't be fooled. Wow. Unless it's by me. Hey, 
I like that, man. I like it when you get all amped up. Yeah, that's it. Amazon, though, dude, I don't know. I kind of feel like, look, it's a, I get like once you, there's this thing, like once you reach like this big status, like you're about the public. Right. But it's a private company. I mean, I guess it's a publicly traded company. But of course, why can't they push their product? That's, it's their platform. Right. Like if you want a particular brand, go somewhere else or right. scroll down the page just because it's not number one on the list. How are you going to, why would you pick any other brand but your own to be number one on your list? Sure. Like in what world would you say, we recommend everyone else's brand over ours. Correct. Like, it does seem like their playground, their rules. What is it? Where, where does that come into play at right. all in all of this? Hmm. It's all just money. I mean, they make so much. How much money does Amazon make each year? A hundred billion? Some crazy, ridiculous amount of free cash flow? Hmm. It's absolutely ridiculous the amount of ca- Them and Apple, right? Like, right? like Amazon and Apple, the actual amount of free cash flow that they have compared to any other company in the world is absurd. It's, it doesn't even count. It's made up money. Mm. It's 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 fu money is right. what it is, right. and, and and so they just have cash to play with. I wonder how many lawsuits Amazon is involved with right now. Mm. Same with like Wells Fargo. Sure, like how many people are active lawsuits are going on right now against those companies? Well, it's good, absurd. The good, bad, and the ugly. Just They're stop crying about it and scroll noise. down the page. I mean, come on. I'm I'm going for what's cheapest, what's got the best reviews, and what gets to my house the fastest. Amen to that. The reviews are what mattered. If Amazon didn't have right. a good product, the reviews would the reviews would tell the story. Right. If this story was that they have been falsifying reviews, I would be concerned. Right. If they're not falsifying reviews, right. Because you can sort by you can sort by best rated. Right. Understand how the filters work. You know, it's kind of like your privacy settings on Google. You don't have to let them listen to everything. You can turn it off. I can. You can. Hmm. They don't tell you how to turn it off. You have to YouTube it and find a third-party person, which is funny that like you'd go to a Google-owned platform to look for how to turn Google off, which is kind of a funny concept. Right. Um, and then the good story, so the astronauts, wasn't it one astronaut and two cosmonauts that came back, actually? Yes, and I think cosmonauts are Russian right. astronauts. Is there collusion happening in hey, space? I'm not sure what they... Is there an insurrection occurring as I'm part of sure this? I'm not sure what they spoke of. It has no uh, no info on the conversations you, that were had. You talk about probably the very small amount of people who are in on that conversation. Right, three. In space. Right. Like, did a backdoor deal just get made that we really don't know about? Right. Hmm. What was the Space Force doing during this time of Correct. the astronaut being stuck right. in space? Huh. Spy? Is the Space Force real? Yes. Like, do we have, like, the Starship Enterprise at this point? Like, they're hanging out up there? Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I do, I do see them at, like, uh, when we do the National Anthem for games. That's like right. Space Force is part of that. Yeah, they yeah, they got a flag. I mean, that's legit. You know, they they are an officially recognized right. uh, service body of the United States government. Right. So it's real. Oh yeah. But is this is it really good? Are, are we ever going to finish the space station? Is it done? I, I'm Haven't not we sure. been working on that for like a? I'm sure it's a always, while. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, going to keep getting worked on. And it was like a multi-country thing too, right? Like, weren't there? How does that work, right? Like space, the final frontier. It's everyone's. Like, right. how does that? Like, who? Are we going to see a flag, you know what I mean, like declared kind of like the moon? Yeah. Remember when they Probably. stuck the American flag in the moon? I do. I mean, I wasn't alive when sure. they did it. I've seen the I video. I heard about it. Yeah, yeah I saw it on a news story. When you read it on the internet, it's true. Right. That's factual. Everything. There's a lot of real things on the internet right now that are really fun to watch. Indeed. Like all the memes of Taylor Swift. Okay, yeah. And Travis Kelsey. Yeah. 
There's a lot of this going on. There's also been a lot. Uh, I don't understand the meme. It's also funny because his brother, right, plays for the Eagles. Right. And they have a running back um, named Swift. I so saw that. Another Kelsey yeah, yeah, yeah. Swift. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one, too. The other memes going on I'm seeing, um, what's his name? James, uh, uh, last name James from uh, King of Queens. King of Queens. I, I, I was trying to figure out where that one came from. Is it Jeff James? It's not Jeff James. It's um, Jeff James. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> Dr. Jeff James of, of Iredale Statesville Schools. No, it's not him. It was, I can't remember what his first name is, but I was trying to like track down where did that meme come from? Like, why did that start? And then even Richard posted the random one yesterday. Kevin James. Kevin James. Hilarious. He's good friends with Adam Sandler. Like they're they're all they're in right. each other's movies. Uh, the memes going on about the Roman Empire. I'm also trying to understand where did that come from. Yeah, which is interesting because I did have um, Natalie actually did call me and ask me, like, uh, man, it was last week, maybe Friday, Thursday, um, asked me if I think about <laughs> the Roman Empire <laughs> often. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> not too often i like the movie gladiator but that's about the extent right. like i go to when i'm thinking about the, the roman they, the, they the fell stoic yeah the stoic <laughs> quotes from marcus aurelius but outside of, i don't think i think about the roman empire as a whole not too much i don't know if they have much of an empire right now i don't i don't think that they control right. well, too much territory a lot territory. of people say that we're in roman empire times john wick is in roman empire times do you think that movie series will ever actually end or is this going to be kind of like fast and the furious doesn't have go a number show 10? spinoff does he? I think there's a spinoff show. Keanu Reeves? No, it's not Keanu Reeves. It's uh, somebody else. It's got to be some. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a spinoff, right? Because that sh that movie is is fire, right? It's it it's amazing, right? The abilities that Keanu Reeves continues to possess. He's such a quiet man, yeah. too. I don't I don't hear a lot about him personally. You know, like from what it looks like, he does I only like, hear, like a lot like, of awesome things, right? That's what I mean. Like he'll hang out with homeless people, right? Like stuff like that to just make them feel better like, about takes their day. The subway offers the chair to the elderly lady like it's definitely like a Just neo a thing guy. to do i guess they remade the Ma did you see the new matrix they had made no okay you should see it i'm living it where, where have you been red pilled <laughs> right i don't know i don't know that was that was a quick uh never mind i was going to go into nfts at that point but yeah, i had crypto no. but it probably shouldn't right we should no. ignore that no you should give the lineup and let everybody know what's coming up next because there's less than a minute to go before the pa the famous pat shannon World enters famous. A world famous enters the broadcast booth for the home ad show, the show where you buy, sell, trade, kittens and mittens, mittens and kittens, giving away things because it's your birthday, because it's your anniversary, donuts, salad, coffee. You get the prize wheel. I'm telling it very terribly right now. You should just listen to Pat Shannon because he does it way better than I can. 11 o'clock, Representative Jason Sane. I think he's going to be in Raleigh, I'm going to assume. Maybe he's here in town. Nobody knows. I'm going to find out. The man of mystery. But he's bringing you the information of what is going on for Lincoln County and for the state of North Carolina. Big week last week, passing the budget. A lot of things to work through. Now the fun really begins. And then noon to three, Todd Starnes, the Todd Starnes Show, airs Monday through Friday here on WSIC. Had a chance to chat with Todd Starnes yesterday. If you missed that interview, go back and watch it. It's on our Facebook. It's also on our YouTube. And there's some clips, uh, reels on Instagram. You can see some of the conversation we had with Todd Starnes yesterday. And then at 3 o'clock, being Wednesday, we've got the sheriff, uh, Sheriff Darren Campbell, on the good, the bad, and the guilty. That'll be coming from Studio A. And then 4 o'clock, Town Talk with President of the Lake Norman Chamber, Bill Russell. 5 o'clock, Brian Summers, the most local man in town. Joe Berg cleaning up the lineup with the scoreboard. Have a great day.